Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we're going to talk about two shareholders who are also the two directors of a company. And what happens is this company buys a helicopter and the price of the helicopter is $1.6 million. In order to buy the helicopter, the company borrows $1.12 million. Now one shareholder and some related entities to that shareholder goes guarantor for that loan. Says, right, if the company can't pay back the loan, don't worry, we'll pay it back. The other shareholder does not go guarantor for that loan. Time passes, uh, the company doesn't make payments in respect of that loan and the lender commences proceedings after selling the helicopter. Right, lender has the mortgage, sells the helicopter, and there's about a $457,000 shortfall, so the lender says, right, we're gonna sue the company and this director and the related entities for this $457,000 shortfall. Now, what's interesting is who did the lender sell the helicopter to? Well, entities related to this other shareholder. And so we have this complex arrangement. This shareholder wants to do two things. Wants to seek leave to bring a derivative action, which as you may remember we've discussed in the past, is where a shareholder and some other parties can sort of stand in the shoes of the company and bring litigation or defend litigation on behalf of the company. What this shareholder wants to do is stand in the shoes of the company to defend the claim the lender is bringing and to prosecute a claim against this shareholder, this director, for breaching their director's duties. Alongside this, this shareholder wants to wind up the whole company that owns the helicopter on the just and equitable basis, pursuant to section 461. Now, that's the question we're talking about today. Is the court gonna wind up this company on the just and equitable basis? What this shareholder says is, oh, these 461 proceedings, this just and equitable wind-up, is just a way for this director to, you know, it's just a stalking horse, a way for this director to try to blur the lines and escape liability for breaching their duties in buying the helicopter at an underprice. What this director says is, no, 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 that's wrong. This other director has pushed me out, has treated the company as their own, has mismanaged things, including failing to properly maintain the helicopter, failing to maintain payments for the helicopter such that the lender came and took possession of it. So each says to the other, uh, you've breached your duties. Each says to the other, you've been terrible and horrible and awful. And so today the court comes to consider, is it going to be just and equitable to wind the whole company up? And the very short point is the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> so let's take a look at why. The court firstly says, speaking broadly, the relationship between the two directors has broken down. Sometimes there's a term deadlock that's used uh, when we're discussing this area of the law and it's fair to say that speaking broadly it applies here. There's also, just by way of background information, another piece of litigation unrelated to this specific company but where these two personalities are arguing about something else in a different court as well. So the relationship's broken down. Uh, secondly, we've got a secured creditor who is suing the company in circumstances where one shareholder director, sort of half the company, if we speak roughly, wants to defend the claim and half wants to just let the claim go through. 
And so there's this stuttering failure to manage it. And thirdly, the court says, well, it's alleged that both, both directors breached their duties. And frankly, neither of those allegations is frivolous. It looks like there might be some legs to both of those allegations being made. And so the court says, yes, it is just inequitable to wind it up. Now, one of the final things that this shareholder says is you shouldn't wind it up because that's going to let this director escape liability for these breaches of director's duties. You should keep the company alive so I can bring these derivative actions. A liquidator is not going to do it. What the court says is that it is appropriate that a liquidator be appointed to independently investigate the breaches of director's duties by this director, by that director, and any arguments that might be had against the lender in those proceedings as well. And in respect of a liquidator potentially being unfunded or not having money, um, the court, with a uh, tap of its nose, and of course I'm just adding that tap of its nose, says that um, liquidators uh, can be quite effective at finding funding to run pieces of litigation that are worth running uh, if the situation depends on it. With the greatest of respect, uh, I suspect many of us can agree uh, that that is indeed the scenario. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope that quick discussion of Section 461, just an equitable wind-ups, bit of a fiddly, complex board dispute and how it all fell apart, assisted you, and I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers. <laughs>